Today, I got the pleasure to talk with John Darby, the president and CEO of Torch, the Texas Organization of Residential Care Homes. And it was just a really cool conversation with him because you know he owns and operates uh, seven different uh, facilities here in Texas, and uh, I just felt like it's a uh, you know a good twenty four minutes of um, just some good stuff that you know you can uh, learn from and um, hopefully you enjoy it. So. Take a listen at the very end. John gives a, a coupon code for the upcoming Torch Conference. So listen until the end, and we'll put it in the show notes too. But uh, at the end, John gives the coupon code to save 50 bucks off the upcoming Torch Conference, uh, September 13, 14, and 15 here in Frisco, Texas. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening today to the Senior Living Mastermind podcast. I'm joined today by John Darby, who's a friend of mine who is in uh, deep into the senior living industry. John is the president and CEO of Torch here in Texas. That's the Texas Organization of Residential Care Homes. Um, and John is also an owner and an operator uh, of Mercy House, which is a, uh, a series of assisted living facilities here in Texas. John, thanks so much for joining us today. Where in the world are you at today? Well, Mitch, first of all, thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Um, I I don't know where I'm at. You know, it's uh, wearing so many hats. I'm I'm always someplace different, and sometimes I got to look up just to see whether it's night or day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're a busy guy for sure. You're uh, doing lots and lots of things. So thanks so much for making time today to to come on and talk with uh, with the audience and myself. I appreciate it. Happy to do it. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of our listeners are folks who are, you know, they're just getting started. Some of them are trying to get licensed and some of them are getting together their funds to to get into assisted living and to, into senior living. And, you know, you're, you're a guy who's had some success in this. So I'd love to know, you know, what would you tell the, the person who's just getting in? Uh, what, what are a few things you could tell those folks to, you know, help them out and move them along? What would you say? You know, I, I would say the, the, the most important thing you can do to your success is get involved in your trade association. Now, now I know that sounds self-serving, but there is no better way to learn than to learn from people that are actually doing it. Mm. You know, so I know there's a lot of, there's a lot of YouTube videos out there. I know that there's a lot of training courses. I mean, in fact, Torch offers some of them. Mm -hmm. And while those are good tools and they're good steps to take, uh, there's just nothing like learning from people that are in the middle of doing it. Uh, and, and I would say that, you know, that really has been the hallmark of my success is that, is the, you know, is the, as my, my day job at Torch, I'm just always around people that are, uh, that are doing the business and, um, everybody has something to, to teach you. And, um, even today I'm always looking for, uh, for better ways to do things and, and quite frankly, learning from others mistakes as well. So, mm. um, you know, find your, your local trade association. There, there are lots of them out there. Um, there are a lot more of them out there, depending on where you're at for, um, for larger or um, assisted living facilities or senior care facilities. But uh, if that's all you've got, that, that's better than nothing. Uh, fortunately, here in, in Texas, we have a pretty robust 
um, organization with chapters all around the state. But just the more time you can spend with people that are in the business every day, uh, the better prepared you're going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. I know, I know it's the same for me in my industry, being around people that are, you know, doing new things and learning new things. And especially if you're just starting out, a lot of the problems that you run into, uh, it's, it's almost guaranteed somebody else has already crossed that bridge. So when you're well, there are always yeah. new mistakes to be made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But when you're in that community, it's like you're, if you're, if you're not afraid to ask, it's just one question away from getting, you know, the answer you need to get to whatever it is, the next thing, you know, where you Very need to true. be. Very yeah. true. Very good. So tell me if I'm wrong, John, but I think that you, you are up to seven facilities now. Is that correct? So, yeah, we, we have seven 16 bed facilities in uh, sprinkled around central Texas. Wow. Congratulations, man. That's great. You know, I know um, it takes a different skill set to go from one to, you know, to be in your seat where you've got, you know, seven. What, what would you say to a person or an operator who's got one or two and they look, they're looking to grow? What, what's the, you know, what's the skill set that they need to look or aspire to, to get, you know, to where they could get one day to five, six, seven, ten facilities? Sure. Well, so, you know, we started with one seven bed and if I had to do it over again, I would do it exactly that way is there's nothing like, um, you know, getting and being in the trenches, which, uh, you know, you're, you're going to be in the trenches forever. It's just, which trench are you going to be in? Mm. And, you know, I have spent my time covering an overnight shift, uh, mm. with a resident who, uh, was inappropriately placed, uh, which means I let them in my building because their check didn't bounce. And um, they screamed at me for eight hours straight and flung anything at me that they could get their hands on. And so um, that's just the best way to start. And and again, I would do it that way all over again. But you're exactly right. It's a, it's a very different skill set from one to two. Um, and then it's a whole different skill set when it's uh, you know, two to where we're at now at seven. And, and, you know, I, I would say that, that probably the, my biggest regret at seven is that I, I do no longer get to be uh, down in the trenches with the residents as much, mm. um, you know, every now and then I do get to pop into a building and if they're calling bingo, um, I'm scooching them out of the way and I'm calling bingo. <laughs> That's uh, great. Or, you know, if there's a puzzle going on, I'm going to pop in and help with the puzzle um, but I just don't get to do that as much anymore. And so I would say that, that, you know, for, for us, um, my, my biggest, I won't say it's a regret because that's just the nature of the business is that now I don't know every employee on site and I don't know every resident, but we work very hard to be that small facility. So we might have seven locations, but I don't want anybody to know that there's six others. I want you to think that you're my only resident. Mm. And so I plaster my cell phone number everywhere. I plaster my email address everywhere, both with employees uh, and with resident and their families. And, and so do I get calls where I have no idea what they're talking about? Yep. Then I'm going to have to circle back around with staff. Got to do a little bit of dancing. Cause of course, you know, I want them to, to know that they are my focus and, um, you know, some might consider that disingenuous, but it's not because, okay, yes, you weren't my focus before this phone call, but now you are. 
Right. And so, um, you know, for me, I, while I used to have a personal relationship with every employee and every family, now my goal is to have a personal relationship with all of my direct reports mm. and then coach them to have that same relationship with their direct reports and their families. And, and as you said, again, that's, that's a different skill set. I love that. And I love what you said about, you know, kind of the, the, the con of growing, right. Is that you're not as close to your residents and the staff and, and nobody uh, gets into the senior living industry if they don't have a real heart for people and they don't yeah. last long if they, if they don't have that. So tell us how, what the heck got you into senior living? <laughs> What's that story? Well, yeah. So, so my background is in trade associations. I've been doing trade associations for 25 years and I'm actually a certified association executive, which they, they tell me is the equivalent of an MBA. Mm. Um, but I, I think if you don't have an MBA, that's what you say. And since I do, um, I just kind of, you know, <laughs> shower over everybody. But so started working for the Texas Organization of Residential Care Homes. And one of the, the hallmarks of my career, and again, back to the my first answer to your first question, is that when when you're working for an association, you're around people doing the business every day. And it tends to self-select is first of all, if you're going to get involved in your industry, you, you know, you've got the heart of a teacher. Generally, you've got the heart of giving back to your peers. Uh, so it kind of self-selects to, uh, you know, to a certain mindset of people that are involved in the industry. But then also uh, it tends to be, you know, certainly your board of directors and your committee chairs and things, they have to have a successful enough business that they can be away from it. Mm -hmm. And and that they can fund their activities. Right. So our annual conference is coming up, you know, board members have got to be away for three to four days from their business. And so they have to have a, um, you know, a certain level of of seasoning in the business, shall we say, uh, to be able to do that. And so I was working for the organization for for three or four years and uh, really enjoyed the, you know, the. <clears throat> the giving back is that, so, um, you know, it's just a very special industry. Um, it, it, you know, I found that visiting members became one of my favorite things to do because, uh, even though it wasn't my place, I found myself calling bingo one time, um, and just loved it. And so three or four years into the industry or into the, the working for torch, I realized, you know, I think I might, I might know how to do this. Yeah. And uh, there was an owner who was uh, moving and um, needed to sell his his facility. And it just ended up being a perfect storm. And and again, you know, I, everything I do in our buildings, I learn from somebody at Torch. Mm. And so I, I don't do everything exactly like any other one member. But whenever I see somebody doing something better than I do. I'm on it. Let's, let's adopt that. And so, yeah. um, you know, the, the first, I'll give you a real world example. When, when I first thought about doing a, um, doing an electronic medication administration record, I thought no way could a small facility afford that. Uh, came across another small facility that was doing it and they just sang its praises. And I thought, well, maybe I was wrong. And sure enough, it turns out I wasn't just wrong. I was really wrong. Not mm. only is it extremely affordable, but it creates so many efficiencies, cuts out so many inaccuracies. And, uh, and so that's just one example, but any, any, which anything you see us doing in any of our buildings, we learn that from somebody in our association. Mm. So good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, you, you talk a little bit about innovation there. And so I'll, here's a cool question I think that could get you to think a little bit. If you had 10X the budget right now, what would you spend it on? So, <laughs> you know, the, the, that, that's, it's an interesting question that we kind of, uh, it, it's, not, it's not really a hypothetical for us. Um, you know, it's our, our growth curve is, uh, what's throttling our growth is just our drive to be a small business. Mm. And so, you know, for us, we will not grow faster than we can stay connected. Mm. And so our, you know, our company mission statement is to make life better. Love that. And, and that's it, make life better. And obviously as a senior care business that starts with our resident, uh, but that's not the end of it. Um, I recognize that in my seat, I'm not the one that makes our resident's life better. It's my caregivers, it's my direct caregivers, it's my, my staff. And so, you know, if I just had a blank check that, that I didn't have to worry about profitability, um, I'd jump in and, and offer more support to my caregivers. Mm. Um, you know, they, uh, many of them are in it because it's a calling. You, you don't get into it as an owner for, you know, as, a, as an investment, hey, let me, let me go make money. But but you can. Yeah. Um, conversely, you don't get in as a direct caregiver because because of money, right? I, I have people that drive past the sign at the Dairy Queen that says they'll start you at $4 an hour more than what I'm paying them after two years, and they don't even blink mm -hmm. because it's a calling. Yeah. And so we really do focus on making their lives better. Cause again, at the end of the day, I mean, as I say that it's not all fluff and, and, Oh, John's this warm and fuzzy guy. You get into my budget meetings and you'll know really quickly that that's not necessarily true, Yeah. but, but we do that from a self-serving position is that I know that I can't make my residents life better unless I can make my, my staff's lives better. And, and that comes out in, you know, we spend all the same money that everybody else does. We just think about it a little bit differently. So I've always going to, you know, I, I don't pay my full, um, my full budget that we could possibly afford and scrape every last penny out of it and throw it into payroll. Um, my staff know that we don't compete on pay. If, mm -hmm. if that dollar an hour extra is right for your family, make that decision and go. No harm, no foul. We're not going to hold anybody back. Uh, but you got to know that we're not hiring back. Uh, mm -hmm. We tell people all the time, you know, if that's the right decision for you, we completely understand and we hope it, it turns out well, but we're not hiring back. And we say that because of how many people come back to us after the fact, because it's not about the money. Uh, it's about family. And so, um, you know, so we don't compete on pay. I spend every bit as much as ever anybody else does. But again, we think about it a little differently. So we had a, a staff member who's coming off of an overnight shift and um, she had left her headlights on. And, uh, you know, you come out at 6 a.m., you've been working all night, you're ready to go home uh, and her car's dead. Mm. Um, I actually happened to have been there at the time. And so, you know, went out and tried to give her a jump and uh, it wasn't working. And um, I said, well, why don't you stay here? I'll run it down to the to the auto parts store and have them test it and maybe spend a little bit of time charging it. And um, got there and they said, nah, it's dead. 
So I happen to know that this, this individual doesn't have the money to buy a battery. It's not budgeted. So, Hmm. um, you know, what is she going to do? Uh, we replaced the battery, brought it back and said, Hey, it's all charged up and ready to go. Didn't even know that we had purchased a new battery. Wow. Uh, and so, you know, we're going to take care of them. And, and again, it's, it's not just in a, Oh, Hey, we're given a raise. Oh, Hey, it's, it's, um, you know, it's about people. And so we're going to be strategic and targeted and take care of people in a way that, that actually matters. Mm. Um, and, you know, we do have a policy with our residents that we don't do cost of living increases. We tell you when you move in, that's the price. And unfortunately there's enough turnover in our business that you're going to, you know, we'll get a the cost of living increase on our next resident. But when you move in, that's the price because we know that you're on a fixed income. Mm-hmm. And so we tell our staff members, it's the same thing is that there are ways to make more money, but that's by taking more responsibility. Um, and as a growing company, the job that you have today, uh, it's not going to be the job, the only job that's available to you. And there's nothing I love better than, than helping a, a direct caregiver who's used to an hourly wage and trying to, you know, eke out a little bit of overtime every time she gets a chance, uh, putting them in a salaried position and helping her pay all of her bills on just 40 hours. Mm, yeah. Yep, so good. Yeah. Well, John, the TorchCon 22, the 38th annual conference for Torch is coming up in just a couple of weeks. So mm. tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, I know you're excited about it. So am I, but, but tell me a little bit about that and why it's so important for operators to get there either sure, live so, or, in, or virtual. So let's talk about that. Yeah. Well, I think the most important thing is, and you know, it's, I know it's cliche, but it is the networking. I talked about getting around people that are doing it. Um, you're just, you're not going to get any better learning than that. There's no way to make your organization better than just being with your peers. But beyond that, uh, the information, we've got a really solid lineup this year. Um, as always, you know, there's, there's always regulation changes. So we've certainly mm-hmm. got, uh, some folks from health and human services commission coming in to talk about regulatory updates and, uh, backed by popular demand, Fred Worley will be talking about some of the life safety updates and things that you need to know. But I, I'm going to be honest with you, Mitch, one of my most, actually, before I tell you what I'm most excited about, um, we've actually got a state of the industry, right? Everybody sits around and wonders where it's going to go. Um, Shep Harris um, kind of has a bird's eye view of the industry, both both here in Texas, but also nationwide, because mm. uh, he works for one of the largest lenders in the space. Uh, it's got a pretty good handle on, you know, where the industry is and where it's going. So I'm pretty excited to hear a, a state of the industry address. But I, I, I think the thing I'm most excited about is, quite frankly, is uh, is your presentation. You know, I, oh, cool. <laughs> I beat you over the head and drug you out because the, you know, the rules of marketing have changed. They're completely different. And for most facilities, they, you know, some of some of them haven't recognized that those that have um they're in the same boat as those that haven't which is we just don't know where to go we just don't know what to do and and when i say that the rules have changed you know there was a day where you could fill your beds just by relationships with uh with the um, discharge planners and the social workers at the the hospitals and the rehab centers and the nursing homes and and well those days are gone right a lot of them they don't even allow you on the premises to go and do some business development with them and um, you know, those that do, uh, they're nice and, and they're wonderful and you're nice and wonderful and, and 
they don't have time, right? I mean, and think mm-hmm. about you and your business is, is when you're sitting in your office and, and the, the business development person from that pharmacy or that hospice pops in, that's just not your first priority. Right. Uh, and so it's really hard in today's world to access the marketplace. And even when you're trying to access the general public, right, there was a day where it was great to take a dozen donuts and drop it off at the local senior center. Yeah. Uh, you, you don't get to do that anymore. Yeah. And so, you know, there's there's still a need to fill beds and there's still a need to, to get the word out. And so by default, what happens is the, the large Internet um, placement agencies, or I should say search engines, um, mm-hmm. end up gobbling up a larger and larger percentage of, of people's placements. And that's, it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, right. And so super excited to, you know, for, for facilities to learn about, A, you know, recognize what the new rules are um, and get some strategies, some real strategies that they can just take some notes and go home and get started on uh, and start to, to be able to get back to, to leading the, the, the market in terms of, people's choices where to go yeah thanks so much for that i appreciate that yeah we had a couple of different sessions we're going to really dig into marketing um one we're going to talk about we call it the ultimate website checklist but getting your website ready for you know folks who might wind up there and then also for google you know unfortunately google really is we have to treat them like a customer uh well and and i think i think i've heard you say that that 71 percent of people's search begins online yeah and is, is that number about right that's so, it you got it yep so i would actually suggest that even that number's low is that you know if, if i were to just guess and i am just guessing i would say that people that are looking if not a hundred percent of people are going to end up online the yeah. overwhelming majority you know it, that number's got to be at least 90 percent. and so while um, you know, I suspect the difference between your number and my number is that the the difference is somebody says, you know, they're getting a list from a, a rehab center or they're getting a referral from somebody. And so maybe that's their search started there, but they're going to end up online. Yeah. And and so while most small facilities have considered a, a website a necessary evil, that's your front door. Mm-hmm. they're yeah. making a decision whether they're going to walk in your front door or call you based on your website. And so you need to treat that like you do your front yard. Yeah. You, you wouldn't have some dilapidated broke down, you know, your neighbor down the roads, kid painted your front door and, and no, you, you're going to have that look nice. So really, you know, your website is gotta be front and central and it's gotta be, mobile optimized and um and again just so many people they just you know they they throw a little bit of a little bit of effort into it uh but you know again if if you're going to get placements moving forward that's where it's coming from yeah so true so true yeah they you know that my number of 70 percent start there but you're right i mean ultimately before they you know decide to fill out an application or move in they are going to go look you up online so whether they found you online or they, you know, they will definitely check you out. So it's a, it's a, it's a major thing for sure. So John, how does, how do we get registered for Torch? I know, I believe the the URL is txtorch.com forward slash conference. Is that where I can go to register? Yes. I, I just, just remember the txtorch.com part and, 
Um, if you Google torch, you're going to end up with a different trade association. You got to go to the txtorch.com. It's plastered all over my website. Um, yeah. If you know, if you're if you're affiliated with any of the chapters, there's generally a chapter discount. Um, lots of different ways, and in fact. Um, if you hear about this, if you heard about the conference from this podcast and you use the coupon code Mitch, that'll take $50 off of your registration. So you just need to type in Mitch in the coupon code and that'll take $50 off of a full registration. Very cool. Very cool. Well, John, I can't thank you enough, my friend, for coming on and giving us a bit of uh, your your expertise and authority in this space. And then also just the conversation about the conference. I'm really looking forward to being there and spending time with the members and yourself. And so I, I just appreciate you, buddy. Thanks so much for coming well, on today. I appreciate that, Mitch. I just I just know a whole bunch of ways not to do stuff. And I'm happy <laughs> to share that. <laughs> That's great. That's the best stuff, man. Thanks so much. We'll talk soon. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks again for listening. Hey, if you need help with your marketing, call me 817-904-5080. You can also text that number uh, and let me know you need help. I'd love to help you. Uh, and if you haven't, if you're in Texas and you haven't registered for the Torch Conference, go to txtorch.com forward slash conference and you can register right there. Use the coupon code Mitch to get 50 bucks off. Thanks. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.